Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus, please? Are we going to build the house of the Lord? Wow. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence. We pray that you speak to us by your word and by your spirit. Speak to us in a way that will understand, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We exalt you. We praise you. We bless you. Open the eyes of our understanding. Help us to behold wondrous things from your law. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. It's exciting to be back here in Marisbeck. I'm excited about your excitement chapter 2 reading from 41 the bible says and they that gladly received him his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayer and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believe were together and had all had all things in common and sold their possessions and ground and parted them to all men and every as every man had need and they continuing daily in one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house i said breaking bread from house to house it, eat their meat, so there must be meat. They eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all men. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Amen. 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 So we look at the prototype of God's church. I said prototype. Okay, of God's church. And here we see that this church had two versions of the church, which is the church in the temple and the church that was from house to house. Hallelujah. That's why I'm teaching on this wonderful series called the Basenta, which is the church in your house. Amen. amen. Say another amen. So I'm saying that as a church, myself, Two sessions, two sessions of our church. One that meets in the temple and one that meets in houses. 
Do you get it? As our former president said, in homes, amen. Do you get it? And the church that meets in a home or meets in a house is what we call the basenta. Amen. So I've been talking about this perhaps my third week. My wife put a shift in for me last week. So, um, so this is week four. And I'll say that, put it on my podcast. Put what she taught on my podcast because I won't teach it again. So if somebody comes on the podcast, they want, to, they want the whole pack. That will be because that's how to have a basenta meeting. All right? Powerful. Amen. Amen. And I said, the house, the, the church in your house is called the basenta. Is that not so? And I started to address things that must be in a basenta. A basenta must have the following things. I said, a basenta must have teaching. Amen. Amen. When we gather in the house, we must teach. We are not in somebody's house to watch television. Say another Amen. amen. It's not a social call. It's not a house call. It's, a, it's, it's to teach the word of God. Amen. Amen. And I said, when it comes to teaching, it's to teach a particular word of God. We said they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. It means there was a specific doctrine they were there to teach. Amen. Amen. So we say you can't say you are having a basenta meeting and you teach something you want to teach. First of all, you can't teach economics at your basenta meeting. You can't teach life science. Pastor, my, my, my member is writing an exam tomorrow. I want to teach. They didn't come. Then they shouldn't come. They should stay at home. But if they, they come for the basenta meeting, teach them the, the, the apostles' doctrine. Teach them the word of God. And let them study in their time. And if you want to be a good um, Basenta leader who teaches their people, teach them in your own time, life science, geography, Elo, um, Osa, Zulu, in your own time. But in the time stipulated and stated for the Basenta, teach the word of God. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Christians don't grow on anything apart from the word of God. Peter says, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word, that what will happen, you may grow. You grow by the word of God, not by anything else. Any Christian who doesn't take the word of God does not grow. Amen. Amen. Any Christian who is not interested in the word of God will not grow. Any shepherd who doesn't feed his members the word of God, his members will not grow. And when your members don't grow, they don't stay with you. You can buy them all the KFC in the world. When they, they, they come to themselves, they will realize that, look, there's also Nando's. It's not KFC alone that has chicken. Nando's also has chicken. Do you get it? But there's no rival to the word of God. Teach them the word of God. Number two, I said a basenta must have prayer. Prayer. When you gather for your basenta, there must be prayer. I said there must be prayer. Yeah, there must be prayer. There must be prayer. What we are doing is a spiritual thing and requires spiritual energy. Christians who don't pray are often harassed by the devil. And do you know that those are the Christians that when you tell them they are being harassed by the devil, they argue with you. 
Say, no, it's not true. I mean, how can you say, are you trying to say I have demons? I, no, you don't need to have demons for demons to harass you. You don't have a car, but you, you, you move around, don't you? You don't own one, but you move around. You hop into a taxi that doesn't belong to you. You Uber, you bolt, you in-drive, you do all these things. You don't need to possess a demon. I mean, nobody wants to own a demon. I mean, I've not, I'm yet to see somebody as a pet, a demon. Nobody wants to possess a demon. Although many people are demon-possessed. A lot of ladies, anyway. And a lot of guys. Don't be in a rush to judge. Hi, boo. <laughs> But I'm saying that Christians who don't pray, you see, prayer gives you strength. Bible says, they that wait upon them, it means they that pray, they shall mount up with wings. As it means, as you pray, you build up, you become strong. Everybody is under one form of demonic attack or another. The strength you have as a Christian is what determines your ability to overpower the devil and to overpower the attacks of the devil. Amen. Amen. So, as for Satan, somebody asked me, how does Satan know who to attack? Satan doesn't know who to attack. He's attacking everybody. Yeah. Everybody is a target. Seven billion people are under attack from the devil. It's those who have not built strength. They are the ones who are struck down by the devil. And this, but if you have built some strength, when he hits him, he hits a shield. Yeah, he hits it. Your prayer forms a shield and it builds a certain strength in you that when the devil attacks, the Bible says, though the enemy will come like a flower, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against it. So when the enemy is coming, it's the spirit of the Lord that is upon you and in you with you that lifts up a standard, which is a defense, a wall, a barricade against it. So learn to pray as a Christian. And if you're a Basenta leader, let your Basenta people pray. Teach them to pray lead them to pray, force them to pray. Why do I say force them to pray? Hey, pastor, the church is like a prison. You are going to force us. If you don't pray, any problem they have, they will blame you that you don't pray. That's why. Or your prayer are not powerful enough. Meanwhile, sometimes it's not the power of your prayer. It's you, the thing needs a prayer of agreement. A prayer of agreement means you must also be part of the prayer. Not even the, the strength of your prayer, but a prayer of agreement. One can put to flight a thousand, but two, ten thousand. When we join together, our efforts yield ten thousand. Yeah. We are stronger together. Bible says two is better than one. Why? Because they have a better reward. Yeah. Oh yeah. So guide them to pray. Teach them to pray. Jesus taught his disciples to pray. They came to him and said, Master, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. So they had seen the disciples of John praying and they saw that it's John who taught them. So they asked, he said, teach us to pray. Jesus said, oh, don't worry. I'll teach you to pray. Then he taught them. He says, after this manner pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in here. Then he continued to teach them. 
when he finished teaching there, he could see people like uh, Pastor Spellel and Co. They were all confused. He said, look, let me give you a secret. I see that you are confused, so let me give you a master key. You need the Holy Spirit. That's when he went on to say, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father not give the Holy Spirit? Yeah. So he says, let me give you something that John didn't give his disciples. Let me give you the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So teach them to pray. Pray for them to have the Holy Ghost. Because it's the Holy Ghost that helps them to pray. And all these things must happen at your upper center. Hey, Pastor, I'm waiting on Sunday when you, they come, then you pray with them. Hey! What if Sunday I'm not here? Last Sunday I was not here. So what if Sunday I'm not here? You are also, you are also a prayer person. Don't you believe in God? Are you a Sangoma? Don't you believe in God? Rise up and pray. Amen. Even Sangomas are praying nowadays. Yeah. You see a Sangoma, something said, blood of Jesus. Sangomas are praying. Better wake up and pray. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three is what? Look, wait. Don't you see when taxis are going to have an accident, even taxi drivers shout Jesus. Taxi drivers are praying, you know. And you, a Christian, a Christian leader, rise up and pray and teach your people to pray. Number three, we said what? Basenta is for fellowship. It's for time for us to fellowship. I talked extensively. And it's a fellowship between people of a homogeneous group, which means people who have something in common. People who have something in common. And it's a church bus center, not an area. It's not an ANC bus center where all ANC people in the area are coming to. Or an EFF bus center, all EFF people in Scottfield. Like, no, it's a Lighthouse Chapel International bus center. So it's for Lighthouse members in your area. In your area. You can't go and call your next door neighbor. There's this old lady there. She has been there. You think she was there when, when Noah built the ark. So you go and call her to come and be part of the meal. And she goes to Zion. Let Zion form a basenta and let her go to Zion's basenta. This is a lighthouse basenta. So it's for lighthouse members and potential lighthouse members. Hallelujah. So it's for fellowship. It's for people to have a smaller group to fellowship in, to make friends. There are some people when they come, even in a large crowd, they can't say anything. There are some people when I sit with them, I sit. Sometimes I want to say, I've been sitting here for 30 minutes. I've not said anything. No. I'm sitting with them. The fact that I'm there, they cannot say anything. They'll be dead, deaf and dumb, like a spirit. Can't say anything, won't say anything. Even if you ask them a question, won't answer. It's almost like the battery is off. Do you get it? So if you expect them to make friends in a crowd, they will never have a friend. But if you form a smaller group, we are all in the area. We are all here. Yes, then they can also fellowship with somebody. They can have a friend in the church. Here, there, here, there. Yeah. And even sometimes it's true fellowship in a small group, then they learn how to fellowship in a big group. Because when they come, they see their friends from the small group around. So because of their presence, they feel comfortable. Then they start to talk to somebody. They start to talk. So that's how they make friends. Bible says when they let the disciples go, they went to their own company, their own, com- their own basenta, their own people. Amen. Amen. Number four is what? Or number four, defense on me. 
Number four is there must be breaking of bread. I don't know why you guys like this particular point. You have not even heard the point already. (laughs) There must be breaking of bread. Amen. Bible says in verse 42 of Acts Acts 2, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, which is their teaching, in fellowship, in prayers, and in breaking of bread. Hallelujah. In breaking of bread. So one of the things that must happen in a basenta is that there must be breaking of bread. What do I mean by breaking of bread? It means exactly what he's saying, eating. So if somebody like Mildred were to become a basenta leader, I mean, why not? Because even when she's working, it's food. Do you get it? There must be food. Food makes people relax. Yeah. That's why more people attend parties than prayer meetings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why in a party, you don't have to do an akazo. People will come there because there is food. Yeah, Amanda, what do you think? There is food. Because there is food. Happy birthday. Hey, everybody is coming. Let us go and pray. I'm busy. So when there is food, people, people are happier. People are more relaxed. People open up. The most closed up people open up when there is food. Do you know why? Because there's no way the food can go in if you don't open up. There is no way. If you don't open your mouth, the food cannot go in. So when they open their mouth and they are eating, and you know, eating is not a very pleasant, I mean, that's why we tell you when, you when you are chewing, close your mouth, when we teach you, they teach in schools, I don't know if they teach in your schools, but they teach us in school how when you are eating, close your mouth, um, don't talk when there's food in your mouth, you put, um, what do you call it, um, the one with the, the beans, the food with the beans. Same musho. You have put musho when you have not even taken it. It looks, you get it. Then now it's in your mouth, mixed with saliva and everything. You will see the other day, the thing I was. Oh! You see that it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not nice at all. Uh-huh. Do you get it? But so, so it's like when people are eating, they don't really want people to be looking at them. I don't eat in public if nobody else is eating. No, no, no. I'll go home hungry. It's fine. I can't. I will survive. Like I'm the only, one day I preach in a church. A certain pastor invited me to preach. And I've had this experience twice. And when I, I was supposed to preach morning service and evening service. So I preach in the morning. I preach powerfully like a house on fire. I preach so well that the guy decided to make food for me to eat. And to my surprise, they set a table at the, on the stage. So, as I was sitting, I was wondering, what's happening? But I thought it had nothing to do with me, so I continued my life. When it was, they said I should come and eat. So, I went to sit down. And they served the food, and I was watching them. And the whole church 
I said, no, I, I, I said, no problem. I said, no problem. I took my glass. I took a sip. Then I started to tell stories. I told stories for about one hour nonstop. Yeah, at every point, my mouth was busy. I was telling a story. Do you remember this? Then this, the, like that, until it was time to go. By the time they realized I have not touched the food. Oh, won't you also? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just doing something. On the stage. I preach at another place. I preach at another place. After, I was so, from there, I was preaching somewhere else. And the pastor was the one who was supposed to take me there. So, when we finished, the church had, this is the meeting hall. Then there's some type of passage. Then they set a table there. And then they put us down there. Yeah. And as they put the table, everybody is moving up. And I said, this I've seen some before. I've seen some before. I took my fork. And then they served me musho. And this, I took my fork and I, I picked a piece of chicken. Tiny piece of chicken. I was just holding it. Then I'll be talking. You see? Look, for the church to work, we have to do this and do that. And then when it looks like I'm the old one, then I'll just take a little bit. Then like, by the time it was time to go, my plate was still full like that. Oh, yeah. Nobody likes it. But if we are all eating, then we can all let our guards down. We can all relax. And we can all flow. So that's what happens in the Basenta meeting when now food appears. Do you see then? Everybody's eating. So everybody becomes relaxed. Everybody lets their guard down. To relate with the two people, they have to let their guard down. Recently, I put a status. You don't know people until you have traveled with them. What does it mean? Traveling, you are caught up with them in the same space for a long time. All the makeup will wash away. Yeah. All the pretense will disappear. Because we are sitting on the flight eight hours. You fall asleep, you wake up, or we are sitting in the same car six hours to Job. You fall asleep, you wake up, saliva would from this side. I mean, you, you, you have to be real. Another thing is, till you've had to deal with them about money. And then till you see them angry. Brothers, before you choose a wife, look out for all these things. Do you get it? So, when there's food at a Basenta meeting, people relax. Because before you can eat, you relax. And even the eating process relaxes you. Now, when they relax, they become real. They start to fellowship around. Hallelujah. How many of you go for Basenta meetings because of this reason? Good. Now, now let's get to the real thing. It is not the responsibility of the Basent leader to provide food at the Basenta meeting. It is not the responsibility of the church to provide food at the Basenta meeting. It is not the responsibility of the bishop to provide food for your Basenta meeting. So whose responsibility it is? Is it everybody, everybody, everybody in the basenta? Everybody. Yeah. I 
mean the food we have made for the children for supper, you have put your stomach on it to come and eat all the food in the house for the meeting. I mean, how? Then nobody will want to host a basenta meeting. It's all of us. If we are six in the basenta, it's all of us. All of us. Today you have something small, you bring it. Today this person has juice, they bring it. Today this person has leftover biscuit, they bring it. Number two, it's not a party. It is not what? A party. So when you go for a basenta meeting, you have not gone for a party. So I'm expecting jollof rice, you know. I won't ask for me, I'm into jollof rice. It's not a party. Amen. When pastor was reading, he talked about meat. Where is the meat? Please. It's not a party. Number three, it's not for you to eat for belly to be full. (laughs) It's not for you to eat for your belly to be filled. Sometimes even you, 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 you bring people, you give them food, their belly is full. Then they ask for doggy bags. You do that at different places. Like somebody has invited you to their house to come and eat, but not at a basenta meeting. You are not there to eat your supper. Amen. If you go and pay adventure, they, they serve supper, glory be to God. But that's not why. Do not be disappointed if the food that was given is not enough for supper. Because that's, what, that's not the intention. Amen. Amen. It's not for you now to make orders. Today I want ribs. Tomorrow, look, last week I had chicken. Today I want ribs. You can't call the Basenta leader in advance and say, Today, what are you cooking for the Basenta meeting? It's not for your, it's not supper time. Amen. Some of you are disappointed. Number four, it's not for expensive food. It is, remember that these meetings are supposed to be weekly. If you are going to spend money, let's say you have six basenta members plus yourself, seven, and you are going to make a meal that costs 100 rands for each person each week, who can afford it? Even Pastor Zolile cannot afford it. That everybody have ordered your days coming with Mr. D food, 100 rands, 100 rands. How? No. It's not for expensive food. And I discourage anybody who's doing a basenta from organizing expensive food. Do what you can afford. Do what you can sustain. Do what can continue. What is realistic. Amen. Don't be under pressure. There's nobody to impress. Impress God. If you want to impress us at the Basenta meeting, impress in your teaching of the word of God. Impress us with your teaching. Your teaching of the word of God. Amen. So it's not, it's not now you have gone to bring your china. Do you know a china? There are some particular expensive plates which are called china. 
When you go to the White House and things, you see them there. No, go bring China, we bring plates that you don't even serve your husband in. You are coming to. I mean, some wives are like that. That the expensive things we use when visitors come. Me, I tell my wife, no, hey, I am the number one visitor in the house. Anything that is there, let's use it right now, right now. First, me. Then when a visitor comes, you can give it to a visitor. I don't care. But I tell the visitor, I've, I've used it 13 times. So there are ones doesn't change anything. Yeah, but it's not like, you have, don't you all have it in your houses? Where there are special bowls and plates and glasses and... No. Gold, gold. Look, I am the one who must get the gold. I, I am the one first before it gets to anybody. So don't go and take food. Even when your children see the food you are serving at the Basenta meeting and they compare it to the food that they eat, they'll be angry with you. How do you know? Look, when I go to people's house, houses, I know when they put something that they don't give their children. There, I know. Should I tell you? Should I tell you? You will see that the children will be walking around. They will just be walking around. It's like they are coming to take something. They are, they are wondering what is going on here. <laughs> yeah, they will be speaking. Yeah. Wow. So you too. So you too, if you see the children moving around a lot, you say, oh, take a piece. Take a piece. Oh, they will always refer that uncle who doesn't give anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? So we must have light foods at the basenta. Light. 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 What are examples of light foods? Biscuit. Juice. Twizzer. Give me an example. Knickknacks. Bread. Don't come and say, oh, when we went, that's what this is my basenta. I'm changing basenta. It's only bread. Only bread. They didn't add cheese. Why don't you bring cheese next time when you are coming? Bring cheese. Bring cheese. Oh. Yeah. Amakwinya. Cakes. Muffins. Tea. Scones, coffee, not even Milo. Milo. But if there's Milo, we'll take it like that. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. So these are the things. Light foods. Do you get it? Some, just some Marie biscuits. Then even, look, if the people are a lot, break the Marie biscuit into communion pieces. If you don't know how to break it, let me show you. I said, let me show you. I'm waiting for you. Let me show you. When you are bringing the tray and you are about to get there, you have already broken it all, but you let it look like a solid. That just when you are putting it down, you let it roll over, then it falls. Yeah, so if it's like that, when you are getting there, 
Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry. But it's, it's still in the plant. So then you take it. So when you open it and you put it in the tray, it's broken. <laughs> Look, I have lived on a salary of 2,000 rands before. So I have skills. By the time you open it, every single um, one of them is broken into four equal parts. Yeah. Not four parts of four equal parts. It's all broken into a triangle perfectly. <laughs> but it's a skill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Marry biscuit. Not, or tennis. Not eat some more. Eat some more will not break like that. It will disappoint you. Tennis biscuit. Marry biscuit. Crackers. Uh-huh. But, but good people, it's, it's not even the Basenta leader. It's we ourselves. Do you get? I've gone to places where it's like they are trying to organize food. And I buy food to add to what they are organizing. Do you get it? It's like, oh, can't I buy a box of pizza for us to add to what we are eating? I feel like, I even sometimes I say, oh, I feel like pizza. But the real thing is that I'm trying to bring food so that the food looks more. Oh, I said, oh, I really feel like pizza today. I've already ordered one. Then they bring it. Then they come and add. So when everybody eats their small rice, one slice of pizza, then it looks like it's filling all of us. So it depends on us, we, ourselves, and our members. If you have an attitude that you are going to eat somebody's food, that's when you start complaining about what is being said. But if you have an attitude that it's for all of us, it's our food what I can contribute, the juice is coming from you, the Marie biscuit is coming from this person, this person has brought knickknacks, you just, you just pick a list, it's like finger foods, as we are there when we finish teaching and praying and everything, everybody takes us so that we can talk hallelujah so that's it for food, breaking of bread sorry to disappoint you number five, I want to finish this part today, number five the basenta is for showing of love. Showing of love. So if there is a basenta, people must feel loved. You must show people love in the basenta. Sometimes in a big group, the love doesn't spread around enough to reach everybody. Because also people are far. And sometimes people are intentionally far. Can you believe that I have a church member this whole year, the church member has not spoken to me before and comes to church all the time. Yeah, so if that church member's love, being loved depends on me, imagine. And it's not like I'm avoiding the church, the church member is avoiding me. Actively. Even right now. So when we break into small groups, we are able to show love one to another. One to another. So the basenta is to create an environment for people to be loved. Two ways to love people. One, care for them. Care for them. And all that believers, 44, 
were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They were together. Care for them. Care for them. Show interest in their lives. Be involved in whatever they are doing. They say their children are going to crash for the first day. Go and show moral support. Oh, Pastor, but what is difficult about a child going to crash? You see a child going to crash for the first day, that's when you will see. The drama. The drama. And when I say the drama, the drama from the, both the, the child and the parent. Come and see L.P. Joel crying here that Pillar is coming to crash. Meanwhile, she comes to, uh, Pillar comes to church all the time. The crash is in the church. Yeah. That same child, when they have gone to school for some time, they can't wait to go to school. Yesterday, I was in Pillar's house. When his transport came, he was talking to me. We were having a good conversation. When his transport came for him to go to school, he didn't even say goodbye. I, I was looking for him. I couldn't find him. I said, where is he? He said, oh, he's sitting in the car. He's going to school. <laughs> yeah. I hear last Tuesday when he came to church, he asked his mother, can I go to school? <laughs> do, do you get it? But when they are coming for the first time, oh, please, it's not easy. It's not easy. So they say, oh, my child is going to encourage them. Sometimes they are doing something. Show up. A party. Show up. They've moved houses. Show up. Yeah. Show up for their events. They say there's a funeral. Show up. There's something. Show. Call. What's up? Yeah. Don't leave them blank and reappear next Thursday and say, come for Basenta meeting. Come for what? Your mouth. <laughs> You have put me on ice uh, for three weeks. Now when it's time to have a bazaar, you say, I should come for, I should come for what? <laughs> just call and say, oh, I just wanted to check on you. Send a WhatsApp message. You good? Hey, something. I'm thinking of you. Oh, how are you doing? How are you school? Do something. Don't just go, go into submarine mode. Then when you need them, you appear. It doesn't work like that. Show them that you are interested. Yeah, and the pastor cannot do this by himself. Hence the need for the basenta. You are only six. You are only six in your basenta. If you start Monday, one day for each member, everybody will be covered. You don't need a spreadsheet. Your palms spread enough for everybody. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. I have people that, by reason of what we are doing, they are within my catchment area. Sometimes I watch, I say, hey, this person has gone dark. Oh, how are you? Where are you? Are you okay? Are you still around? Yeah, then they feel important. Oh, Bishop thought about me. Yeah, but it shouldn't end there. The same way I thought about you, there's somebody who's waiting for you to think about them. Yeah. There is somebody who's waiting for you to also think about them. Some of us, the bus stops with us. 
all the back stops with us. Like we will check on you, but you won't check on the next person. But if you were to make it a chain, nobody can say there's no love in the church. Some of you are the people who give the, these Luciferians a reason and a cause to say there's no love in the church. Already they are filled with demons, so they are looking for something. But because you don't let the love flow on, they get a reason to say there's no love in the church. And you are the evidence. Or your absence is the evidence. You got to change. You got to change. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so it's, it's care for them. Talk to them. You can't solve a problem. A lot of women are not looking for a solution. They just want you to listen to them. It's just that the way they talk, it makes you feel so much pressure. So much pressure. Yeah, I mean, today I bought something for my wife. They were asking me questions about the way that I was asking myself, maybe I shouldn't have even bought it. I would have been, had more peace. So, at a point, I was tired, so I slept. Yeah, I fell asleep. And you know me to sleep, I can just turn on a switch now and be asleep. Sometimes the way you talk, it makes us feel so much pressure that we have to solve the problem. But usually, they are not expecting you to necessarily solve If you solve it, fine. They just want you to, they want, they are used to nagging, so you have to listen. So your church members also just want to talk. They want to hear. They just want to say, oh, you see, my work, there's this, there's that. I mean, you are not the owner of the job. What are you going to do? You can't do anything. But just listening and saying, oh, okay. Oh, really? Charlie, you overcome. Let's keep praying. Let's believe God. At least they got somebody to talk to. Yeah. But because you are going to talk so they, you say, oh, no, 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 this girl, the everyday problems. Every day. Of course, there are some church members who are high-maintenance church members. Let's not forget that. How are you? My back. Hello, I'm sick. Hey! Oh, just thinking about you. I'm broke. Hey. <laughs> High maintenance church members. You don't, you, don't, you don't contact them until you have money. I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't see you yesterday. I'm hungry. <laughs> so I know there are church members like that. But there are also church members who just need a shoulder to lean on. A shoulder to cry on. Somebody to talk to. Somebody to say, it is well. Somebody to say, you will overcome. Somebody to say, keep pressing forward. Somebody to say, you are not alone. I'm in this with you. So care for them. Be there for them. Be at their events. The event may not look important, but to them, it's, it's, their most, it's Christmas Day. Yeah. Show up at their events. Number two. Be there in their time of crisis. Be there in their time of crisis. A friend in need is a friend indeed. Genesis 1 1. (laughs) 
And being let go, Acts 4.23, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. The chief priests and elders had threatened them. So when they let them go, they went to the Abacenta and they spoke about it. They talked to them. These, these, these are the threats that the, the, the chief priests and the elders were making. And the Bible says when they finished rehearsing their thing before them, they came together and they prayed. Yeah, so sometimes they just need you in their time or two to pray with them. To pray with them. But when people are in crisis, that's when they need you the most. I mean, Christmas Day, everybody's eating jollof rice. They really don't need anybody. It's when they are broke that they need somebody. Don't disappear when they are broke. Don't disappear when they have a problem. Yeah, I've gone to schools with parents. One day, one of my church members, they said she had abused her children. So they called her for a meeting at the school. Yeah, she had abused one of her children. So they called her for a meeting at the school. I asked her, what time is the meeting? She said, I said, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. So we, 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 she got there before me. They were trying to take her. I called her. I said, wait, tell them I'm coming. Yeah. Then I came. They went to sit down. I sat down. I crossed my leg. <laughs> and they started to talk. So we have to, we have to call the police. I was just sitting there. I was just... I was boiling up in my head that I was there. So when they finished, I said, listen up. The parent who has been paying school fees to you, you believe the child who doesn't make any financial commitment to your school, more than the parent who does out money every month consistently without failure. You trust this child who just comes to school and goes home more than the parent who gives the money? What do you mean? And are you trying to say that as a school, you care for the child more than the parent who has been paying her school fees and looking after her for all this time? Please, don't, don't, don't say things without evidence. When a small child just tells you something, call us for a meeting and you threaten us with police. We will take the children out of this school. Yeah. Ah, come and see the place boiling. And I told her, I'll take my children also out of this school. Ah. Yeah, because usually my children are in the top echelon of, of the school. So when I threatened them, I'll take my children and they, they sat down. I said, we, we will take this child out of this school. I will, I will take my children also out of this school. So that's not what we are saying. No, I said, yes, you better be serious. You better be serious. So, oh, what we are saying is that maybe the child and the mother must have, I said, I am their pastor. I will counsel them. The meeting came to a cataclysmic end at once. When we got out of the room, I said, you to be careful. They'll send you to jail. (laughs) I said to the mother, be very careful. Next time they'll send you to jail. Yeah, show up. Yeah, show up. Show up. They have problems. Don't run away. The Bible says, the, the high in John 10, the highly seared the wolf cometh, whose the sheep are not. And he runs away. And the wolf cometh and scattereth the sheep. But the good shepherd, he 
gives his life for the sheep. What are you sacrificing for your sheep? So that's how you show people love. Be there for them. Me, sheep have cost me money. Sheep have cost, sheep have cost me money so much that now I don't move around with money again. Yeah. Oh, I'm serious. I can't empty my pocket. The only thing I have is a key. No, 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 seriously. And a handkerchief. So it's either you want a key or a handkerchief. Then that's it. That's all I have in my pocket. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you the keys of the kingdom if that's what you are looking for. So be there. And then number six, I finish with this one. The basenta is for evangelism and helps to bring people to the main church. The basenta is for evangelism and helps to bring people to the main church. Verse 47 of of Acts, he says, Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added unto the church. He added unto where? The church. He added unto where? Meanwhile, just before they said, they were breaking bread from house to household. But through the breaking bread and fellowshipping and praying and teaching, God added to the church. The church daily, such as should be saved. Daily. So the basenta is a place where God adds people to the church. And then you bring, so God adds people to the church through the basenta. Now, without evangelism and outreach, nobody will be added to the basenta. Nobody. That's why on our forms that we fill for basenta, there's a place for visitors or first-timers, people who have come for the first time. So when we go through your records, one month, nobody has come. There's no first time. It means nobody's doing evangelism there. Yeah. And the evangelism should be done by the basenta leader and the basenta members. Everybody. Look, this is how evangelism works in the basenta. It works by inviting people to the basenta. So when, when we finish today's meeting, before we close, we all decide who we are planning to invite next week. It's a target. It's not you see somebody walking on the street, then you are going to call me. Meanwhile, the person is going to, um, um, what do you call it? Mamelo, what's the name of Popomeni. And you have met the person here. You are trying to invite the person to a basenta at Raldo. It's not possible. It is not possible. It's not realistic. So we all, we know everybody in the area. It's a, a basenta is for a two block, three block radius. So we, I, I have friends here. I have my neighbor is here. That's the person I'm going to invite next week. Then we make a list of the people we are planning to invite. Then the whole week we are praying for them that they will show up. Then when it's time for the Basenta meeting, we go and call them. The members of the Basenta go and call the people they have invited. And they've been preparing them. Every two days, sending them reminders, checking on them, encouraging them. And then we bring them to the meeting. That's how we do evangelism. So there are people we know, not strangers. Not strangers. Bring them to the meeting. Then when we finish the meeting, our goal, the person is not your member until you have been able to bring the person from your basenta to church. Because remember, we are not trying to gain basenta members. We are trying to get Christians and church members. So the work is not complete until you have brought them, you have established the person in the church.
So there must be teaching. There must be prayer. There must be fellowship and interaction. There must be breaking of bread and that light bread. <laughs> there must be love and there must be evangelism. Souls must be won. Souls, Jesus is about souls. Jesus is about, it's about souls. It's about winning souls. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting. That's the reason why we are doing all this. For souls to be won into the kingdom. So if your basenta doesn't serve that purpose, there is a problem. There is. It's like sending a child to school and he's not passing exams. There is a problem. Yeah, he likes going to school. Oh, his clothes are neat. His books are packed. He, if he's failing the exam, there is a problem. Because he's in school to study. And, to, and how do we know he's studying when he writes the exam and he passes? Until we test you. Some of you say, you, we, we don't trust you. That's why we test you. Because <laughs> the teacher has taught. You say you have learned. Let's move forward. No, no. It, 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 until we have tested you, we don't know. A test is a proof that you know you've learned the lessons you must learn. Or what you have learned, you remember. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so if he's going to school, he's not passing the exam. He's always running, playing rugby. He's not in the team. He's always playing basketball. It's not like he's going to be a basketball player, but he's just always running. <laughs> Houston, we've got a problem. Yeah. I had a teacher. We had this athlete running, breaking records and everything. So one day after the sports season was over, this is my last story, I close on this one. After the sports season was over, now we're preparing for matric. Everybody is serious. So we're in class and the teacher asked a question. Then when he asked a question, he pointed at the guy, you. Then the guy said, me said, yes, you tall fool, get up. <laughs> I mean, the guy was so surprised that the teacher could ask him a question. You know, because you see some of these people, they be idolized in their school. Uh, look, this teacher, he doesn't even care. You, get up. So he got up. He said, answer the question. Yeah, he said, you tofu. When the guy asked him, me, he said, yes, you tofu, get up. Then the guy got up. <laughs> Look, he had no idea what was going on. So as he stood there, he didn't know what to say. He started to, <laughs> he started metering some words. Nobody could hear which language it was. You know when you don't know the answer, but you want to sound like you are trying to say something. So it's like the problem is the teacher, he cannot hear the answer. But it's not like the teacher said, Look. When your friends were busy studying, you were on the school field <laughs> breaking unnecessary records, even records that are older than you. <laughs> now you can't answer <laughs> a simple question. 
Sit down, you tofu. <laughs> From that day, his name became tofu. <laughs> You are in school to pass exams. If you are not passing, there's a problem. The basenta is for soul winning. If it doesn't win souls, there is a problem. So let us maintain the aim. It's not a social... Oh, you see, Bishop, our basenta is so nice. It's so well knit. The five of us, when we meet together, it's so very nice. It's a beautiful... It's cute. Listen, we are not trying to form a cute group. We are trying to form an evangelistic group. Do you get it? So put the cuteness aside and let's win some souls. Yeah, let's win some souls. Let's win some souls. But me, I don't want too many people to come and join because when there are a lot, then it becomes crowded. Listen, listen. God wants the whole world to come to heaven. God wants the whole world to come to heaven. And Jesus died for every single person. And he's depending on you and I to take the gospel to the ends of the world. I pray that we all give ourselves to this work. To serving the Lord and being fruitful in the house of the Lord. So that through your life, God can reach one more soul. One more soul in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Let us pray. I close here. Father, thanks a million for every hand that is lifted up. We pray in the name of Jesus. We surrender our lives to you and say, use us. Use us for what you want to do. If you can use anything, Lord, please use us. We are willing. We are available. We lift up. We surrender ourselves to you. Do as you please with us in the name of Jesus. We thank you and bless you in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen say a nicer amen why don't you put your hands together for the Lord you are here tonight maybe you are not born again maybe somebody invited you to church and decided to come but tonight you want to put your faith you want to put your trust you want to put your hope Jesus Christ. You want to invite Jesus to become your Lord and your Savior. I want to give you this opportunity right now. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. If you're here like that, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Pray this prayer with me. Everybody say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, 
Oppo 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.